What's up, everybody? This is the Daily Fantasy Hoopcast, and I'm your host, Jacob Gibbs. Got Brett Oswald on with me for the second time this week. Brett, how you doing, man? Great, Jacob. How you doing, dude? Not too bad. I uh, actually took the uh, the day off of DFS, the uh, Tyreek Evans and all, all that other bullshit that's happened earlier this week. <laughs> kind of got to me, So, <laughs> and I just had a really busy day, so it was nice to not have to, to sweat out tonight's games, but I'm, I'm pumped to get back into this one. How you looking tonight? Yeah, I am uh, watching LaMarcus Aldridge out of the corner of my eye, uh, trying to get some extra points here at the end of this one. Uh, Wizards are trying to get back into it, so uh, I'm hoping they do. <laughs> Late night LaMarcus A buckets. I like it. <laughs> we got a uh, we got a six-game slate for Thursday tomorrow. Um, some weird ones, definitely some blowout risk as well, just kind of some bizarre game scripts altogether. And considering there's only six games, that's kind of scary. But um, there's also some spots to uh, to like for sure. We'll go ahead and dig in. We got Philly and Orlando with a two twelve and a half over under. Uh, this is the back end of a back to back for Philly, and they're on the road, uh, which keeps this line fairly reasonable. But it's still a seven point spread, um, and they're def- they definitely could blow out Orlando, who doesn't have much to play for and is shorthanded in this one. For Philly, uh, Brett Brown says Embiid will probably sit out one of the remaining twelve games. He doesn't anticipate any lineup changes tomorrow, though. And Embiid Embiid said he's not going to sit out. So I don't know. We always have those little <laughs> Dumb quotes for those two, but uh, for Orlando, Fournier's out. Uh, Isaac and Simmons are both doubtful, so definitely some minutes opened up on the wing there. We'll start with uh, Philly. Definitely a spot if this one stays close uh, that we could target. Who you like in the Sixers? Yeah, if this one can stay close, um, I think Embiid just with the form that he brings in, I think he's you know a solid play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know on Fanduel to where you can only have one center uh, because it comes in it. Yeah, and he comes in at 11k. Like Ooh, that's yeah. that's a tall price, um, even for somebody who's put up 50 Fanduel points in, in four out of his last five. Um, so that's that's tough. Uh, the same goes for Simmons in terms of the pricing. He's at 10.4. So yeah, they're way up uh, with uh, some of their big games lately. Yeah, that's crazy. Embiid's 9.9 over here. Simmons is only 9.1. Um, so I like both of them a lot on DraftKings at that price. I prefer Embiid of the two. Under 10K, and he, uh, I think he has 50-plus in, like, five straight games over here. No, he didn't get it tonight, but in the four before that. So, in a good spot against Orlando, I'm a big fan of him at sub-10K. Anybody else for the Sixers? Um, you could look at Rocco if you want to. Um, I mean, I don't really like him still over here at 6K. 5,600 over there is a little bit more appealing to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not getting, like, immense upside, but he's flashed about 30 Fandle points here and there, so uh, that's not bad, especially getting Mario Hazonia as opposed to like Evan Fortier and uh, Jonathan Sim- Simmons, as we'll see with the uh, Orlando injuries here. Mm-hmm. Any Dario for you? Six game slate, I don't know. No, that's. I'm just surprised at how much Ilyasova is just eating into his minutes. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, for sure. All right, I think it's, yeah, it's mainly those three with the uh, the emphasis on the top guys over here on DraftKings. Um, for Orlando. There's not, we don't have a lot of minutes uh, split with Simmons and Fournier off because uh, for most of your Simmons been in the second unit and Fournier's been in the first unit. But um, in the minutes that we do have, Vucevic's numbers are like absolutely through the roof. And he gets a spot here at home against the Sixers team that struggled against uh, opposing posts. He's averaged 38.5 in two games against them. What do you think about Vucci man today? Yeah, I think he's a pretty good play. Um, you know, with. Like we said, the center landscape over here, like it's a contrarian move if you want to pay for him. Um, he is at uh, 8,800. 
Um, and like you said, uh, the post up is a big part of, you know, his game and also the 76ers, uh, weakness. So, uh, Philly's given up 0.93 points per possession on post ups. Uh, Vucevic is, he was at 0.93, uh, exactly in 2015, uh, to 2016. Last year, 0.8. This year, he's down to a little, down a little bit to, uh, 0.74. Um, I don't know if that's like anything to do with like the magic style, but he's obviously shown in past years that he has the ability to be efficient in the post. So uh, that could be somewhere you look for, for some upside for sure. Oh yeah. I think he's got big upside in this one. I don't think he is going to be super highly owned, especially not on FanDuel. Um, he's one of my favorite plays over here on DK. Who else are you looking at for Orlando? Uh, Hizonia is going to be somebody I'll be entertaining for sure. Why is he uh, playing more minutes? Like why did he get 18 in the last game? I don't know. Well, they've been, uh, you know, with Simmons, Isaac, uh, and then just playing Mac at, at shooting guard, um, which I don't know. That's just weird. But, yeah, it's just kind of pinched him, especially with Gordon coming back, too. So just with guys in and out, it's been tough. Uh, I think in this game he's in more of a spot where he could see about 30 minutes. Uh, I'd be surprised. I'd be really surprised if he didn't play at least like 28 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Simmons, Simmons was out in the last one. Isaac did play that game and did play 28 minutes, so that's definitely part of it. And then, of yeah. course, you have to get Aaron to follow minutes. <laughs> have to get him 23 minutes. Yeah, he started, played 23 minutes, <laughs> and what did he even do? Did he even do anything? No, not shit. He had like five DK points or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, you can just ignore him completely, whether he's starting or not tomorrow. Yeah. Um, his own is the guy to kind of take over him. Uh, and then his own, I mean, he's a 4,500 on FanDuel. Um, what's he over at DK? He's 47, and I don't think he's like a cash yeah. game lock over here or anything, but I think he is fine in both formats. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like Gordon a lot, too, especially in tournaments. He's 7,300. Uh, he's been up and down lately, which is not a surprise. But uh, he's played well in this matchup, uh, 40 DK point average in two games against Philly, and his numbers are up slightly with those guys out the court as well. He seems like he's going to play 30, 35 minutes um, with them a little bit banged up, so I, I he's definitely appealing as well. What's his price on FanDuel? He's at seventy five hundred, um, which just the only thing that doesn't make me fall in love with him here uh, because I'm a big fan. Just like Julius Randall's at the same exact price. That's so um, dumb that he's so cheap. Uh, yeah, over there. so it's like almost impossible if like that's your slot where you're looking at a seven K to seven you know seven five type guy. Yeah, uh, that's who you're going with. Yeah. With that said, though, um, Randall hasn't had – he's had that one game where he went crazy, had like 70. But for the most part, we've seen him – his ceiling's capped around like 40, 42 DK points. It doesn't seem like he puts up big games very often, whereas Gordon has yeah. that like 50-plus potential um, and at much lower ownership on FanDuel. I think that's an interesting spot. Yeah, and that's a good point with uh, both Simmons and Fournier out. That's a lot of usage. He should be soaking up over there as well, so more shots. What do you think about DJ Augustine today? Uh, I'm not really into either him or Mac. Uh, I just feel like uh, on a matchup level, um, the Sixers' size should be a problem. Um, I mean, and the stats bear it out for for opposing point guards. Uh, They're the best team against – uh, point guards over the last 10 games. Uh, I don't know what's really clicked, but something is is clearly uh, limiting opposing point guards in terms of fantasy production. Uh, so I'm just kind of off the, them for those reasons. Yeah, okay. I, li- I think Augustine's fine over here at 5K on DraftKings, but he's definitely not like a must-play by any means. 
Yeah. He's, he's playing a ton of minutes right now. Um, that's pretty much it, right? And we get any Wes and Windu minutes? I don't think so. I mean, he'll play, <laughs> but I don't think we're going there. Uh, probably better play than Aaron Afalo. He is a better play than Afalo. <laughs> if you're playing like the the one game thing where it's just Philly or Orlando, play him, not Afalo. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, just don't play either of them. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Then we've got Memphis and Charlotte is our next one. Uh, I haven't seen an official line on this one. Vegas Insiders consensus has it at two twelve and a half, with uh, Charlotte favored by twelve at home here. Both teams on the back end of a back to back. Memphis is going to be without Marcus Gasol. But they uh, supposedly are going to be with Tyreek Evans for the first time in a while. He's been rested lately and uh, late scratched, all that good stuff. Um, are we trusting Tyreek here? I don't, I'm, I'm not trusting Tyreek. Uh, are we trusting Tyreek the you. rest of the season? <laughs> are we trusting anyone <laughs> from Memphis? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but outside, I mean, of the of the post-lock debacle the other night, like, I mean, I just don't know if I'm going to trust him with, like, their backcourt being healthier. Mm-hmm. Um and, I mean, seven nine. It's not a great spot against Charlotte, and they're yeah. definitely low at risk. So yeah, I don't think there's a need for him. Yeah, I think Andrew Harrison's presence is just keeping me from from loving him as much. Uh, the usages with the splits on and off, you know, with the usages, uh, bear that out. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does have great numbers without Gasol. So if you like really just want to go for low ownership in a tournament, because I think people will be off him because they got burned. Um, mm-hmm. You could do that, but. I think there's better plays. <laughs> that might just be recency bias. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm probably not going to have a ton of them. Um, just blame it on that. Whatever. <laughs> outside of Tyreek, um, I like Jermichael Green a lot at 5'8 over here. What's he looking like on FanDuel pricing-wise? Yeah, so over here he's 65. I'd um, still go there, I think. Yeah, I still think he's in play. Um, with Alcasol, he's he's been you know a little bit more active um, with – you know, with guys who have played uh, 500 possessions for the Grizzlies uh, without Gasol, he's first in rebounding rate uh, at 18.1%, and then that's including an 11.5% uh, offensive rebounding rate. Mm-hmm. So he's going to clean up the boards. He's going to play some center, I think. He has in the past, uh, especially if uh, we get news that Ivan Rabb is out for a second straight game because he was he out tonight, but we haven't heard much about that. So... Um, so that's a possibility too. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Jarrell Martin? He's really been bad these last two games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess he's a dart throw in tournaments. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you need to. Price... I mean, his price is up to 4,700. So like, yeah, why not just pay down for Deonta Davis? Yeah. And I mean, he, he could get a few more minutes, which is nice, but we've seen like his efficiencies still at like 0.85 Fandle points per minute without, a. With Alcasol and with Evans on the floor, um, mm. so you need like a, a decent chunk of minutes to to feel safe about that. Yeah. Okay. So Davis, who I just mentioned, uh, he played 20 minutes the night, even with uh, 25 minutes for Marcusol, and finished with 16 points and 11 boards, uh, close to a DK point per minute on the year, and he's only 3,300. And I think he'll draw the start. Uh, he did against Brooklyn the other night. What do you think about him at that? I mean, almost minimum price. Yeah, at 3,800 over here, um, if he's getting a start, he's lock and load. I think, I don't know, do you think both cash and tournaments? Um, I, I know mean, he's I'm going to be playing a ton of play. cash on a weird little six-game slate, yeah. <laughs> but I still think he, I still think he's viable. I mean, he played he played terrible in his start against Brooklyn the other day, which was bizarre, but, like, he's been really good on on the year. I, I think if he gets the start, that, yeah, you can feel confident in him in either format. Is he, he's, is he only center eligible over there? What is he? Yeah. 
Yeah, that center eligible. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say on DK at least he's he's both because you can play him at power forward too. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if I want to lock him to my my cash game lineups on FanDuel and miss out on some of the other centers on the slate. Yeah, especially a, a Memphis player. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else for the Grizzlies? Or we we probably talked too much about. The <laughs> I mean, you could take a look at Andrew Harrison, but uh, I don't think so with Tyreek back. Yeah. Um, it's tough to to fit him in at like six k. He had a he had a solid game tonight in his his start. He had two points, one rebound, and one assist in sixteen minutes. <laughs> so that would be super contrarian because I, I, <laughs> yeah. I did not see that. <laughs> Probably just don't go overweight on Memphis. There's some yeah. there's some appealing guys in tournaments. I think Green's fine in both formats, but uh, it's I mean they're really spreading the minutes out. I mean shit, they played what, thirteen guys, twelve guys tonight. And I, I don't know. I'm just not going to have a ton of the Grizzlies. Um, what do you think about Charlotte, though? Are we targeting Dwight off of his 30-30 game? Oh, man. He's going to carry some inflated ownership, that's for sure. <laughs> 63.5 Fandle points and a comeback win over the Nets tonight. Um, no Gasol on the other side. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like he should just destroy Davis and these guys, I yeah, would think. Yeah, get an inexperienced Davis. Might get Davis in foul trouble. Um, and just, like, all those guys are way too thin to match up with Dwight. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. They're just undersized guys. They're not fully developed yet. <laughs> Dwight should just manhandle them. But at the same time, like, if this game gets out of hand, I could see him getting pulled early. Yeah. On the second of a back-to-back. So I, I don't I don't want to, like, lock him into cash games, especially like we've talked about with all these centers. But he's only 7,700 on DraftKings. So I think you have to look there in tournaments. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it, with being able to play two, maybe three center eligible guys over there, that, that would be ideal for tournaments, at least from what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, um, on Memphis, I forgot to mention, Batum and uh, Cody Zeller are both questionable. I'd be really surprised if either of them played. Um, they just don't really have much to play for at this point in the year, so uh, that's worth noting. If Zeller's in, that that, chases, that takes me off Dwight a little bit just because of minute concerns. But uh, who else are you looking at for Charlotte? Um, I'm not liking Kemba as, as much as, you know, he's the one A or, or one B on this team. Um, his usage has actually been down without Batum, which is kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, his assist numbers are up, uh, his assist rate, uh, assist on made threes. And he is coming off, uh, two games of 51.6 and 45 Fanduel points in his last two. Uh, but those were... More up-tempo matchups uh, with the Sixers and Nets uh, against the Grizzlies in what could be kind of a gross game. Like you mentioned, could be a blowout. Um, I don't know. I'm just I just don't see a need to to go there. Yeah, point I don't. Part. I don't think so either. Um, what about Jeremy Lamb? He's 5700 now. Uh, had another strong game tonight, and he's just generally played well this season. When he's seen over 30 minutes, he's averaged 32 DK points. What do you think about him today? Yeah, I think that's fine over there, but over here he's 6600, and I just don't see him as a 6600 guy. Yeah, not against not against Memphis and in a game that could blow out. I would agree with that. Anybody else for Charlotte here? Uh, if you want to go tournaments, uh, Frank Kaminsky, uh, like Frank you mentioned, Kaminsky. Howard Howard could get uh, his minutes limited here if there's a blowout. Um, even if it's not a blowout, there's a chance that they could still do that with, like you said, Charlotte not not really playing for anything he's at 4200 over here um he's flashed some upside when he's gotten the minutes this year gotcha 
Alrighty, we'll move on. This game is disgusting. Uh, and yes. surprisingly, is not the grossest game on the slate. We'll get to no. that later. Yeah, I know you guys are excited now. All right, we got Detroit. <laughs> Detroit and Houston is our next one. I have not seen a line for this one yet. Uh, I think they're waiting on the Chris Paul news, who is uh, he's questionable for this game uh, with a hamstring issue. Um, we'll start with Detroit. I honestly don't want anyone for Detroit. And if I had to take somebody, it'd be Drummond because he's 8,700. Um, I know people are going to go after Blake. Is he still too cheap on FanDuel? No, he's up a little bit to uh, 9,100. Yeah, he's only 8,600 over here. Um, I just, like, I don't really want anyone in this game. I think Houston's going to blow him out. But, like, give me Drummond for $100 more at much, much lower ownership with so many yeah. centers available today. What do you think yeah. about Detroit? Yeah, for sure. I'm with you there on the Drummond side. Uh, he's 9,900, so... Only 800 more than Griffin over here. Um, I mean, if you're going, if you're paying up, obviously you prefer Anthony Davis uh, on tonight's slate. We'll we'll get to that. Uh, but Drummond still has some appeal. Um, his 4.9 putback points per game are most in the league. Houston's allowing the most points per possession on putbacks this season, so that might be a recipe for. Uh, a nice little bounce back game and, and might keep uh, Detroit in this game, especially if Paul sits. Uh, I'm kind of hoping Paul sits, even though he's like my favorite player in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, just for him to, to take care of his hamstring, you think Houston would uh, be cautious too. So yeah, I, there's no, there's no real reason to play him against Detroit here. Um, if he's out, what are we doing with James Harden? Uh, lock and load or, uh, <laughs> I think pretty damn close. Cause like that, <laughs> that makes, that makes the, uh, the game probably stay reasonably competitive. Um, and his numbers are just through the roof with Paul off the court. He's going to completely dominate the usage. Um, he's only 11, six. What's his price on D or on FanDuel? Uh, 11, eight. Yeah. So that's not bad similar. at all. Yeah. So um, if Paul's out, are you taking Harden over AD? Yeah, I would be here um, just with uh, Davis playing his third game in, in three nights. That's that's a little bit – well, that's astronomically more risky yeah. than James Harden because it is Anthony Davis. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Harden without Paul, that's just like icing on the cake and at a $700 discount. Um, so if Paul's rolled out, that could make tonight's uh, FanDuel slate uh, really, really interesting with how people approach Harden and, and AD at the top. Yeah, I would uh, I would definitely be taking Harden over AD as well if if Paul's out. Honestly, even if I don't know if Paul's in, it's close. I'm worried about Anthony Davis. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> who, who else are you looking for Houston here? Uh, Eric Gordon would be a guy to naturally gravitate to if if Paul's rolled out. Um, and I don't know how his price is looking over there, but he's 4,700 over here. Oh wow. Yeah, he's up yeah. to uh, he's up to 6,100 for this one. Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> Play him on FanDuel at uh, a nice discount. Um, he is going to be this, you know, the second playmaker off of Harden and the primary playmaker when Harden's off the floor. Um, whenever uh, Harden's been off the floor along with Paul this year, he's averaged 1.3 FanDuel points per minute. Um, so even if he gets like 10 minutes without both of them on the floor, that that's uh, a lot of production he can get up in that little amount of time. Okay, so like, what are we doing with? Capella then he's 6,800 over here. Um, he put up a dud in his last game, but had been playing really well before that. And if this stays close, 
it seems like he's going to have to be out there for at least 30 minutes to match up with Drummond. Is he somebody you're interested in tournaments? Yeah, he, he's a really good pivot at the mid-tier price at, at center, uh, 7,400 on Fandle. Uh, he's averaging 1.32 Fandle points without Paul at home this season, which the Rockets are at home. Um, so so that's a nice advantage. Uh, Detroit's also allowing the uh, fifth most points per game to opposing role men in the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Capella ranks first among players at 5.5 points per game. So... <laughs> That's uh, that could equal a lot of James Harden to Clint Capella alley oops uh, oh, yeah. with, with Drummond just watching. <laughs> I like that cor- correlation play there. Also, I like that you did your homework today, Brett. You were killing it with the advanced stats. <laughs> just want to give you props there. I'm trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else for Houston you're looking at? I I don't think we want to go overkill with this game because it could be a blowout even with Paul out. No, uh, like I was looking at Arisa splits and they're actually worse uh, without Paul for some reason. Yeah. So off of him. All right, we'll move on then. We've got Los Angeles Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, the line I've seen so far is uh, 214.5 with New Orleans favored by 10.5 at home. Uh, that surprised me a little bit with <laughs> this being their third game in three nights. Um, and I want to say like six out of their last eight. I could be wrong on that. But um, something weird happened with the schedule with the, that rain game or something. You mentioned that before we record here. I think that must be the case. I don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah, rain out indoors. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, like, this is – they've got to be exhausted here. Um, and a lot of the games have been at home, but, like, I would be shocked if this game is, like, a blowout in the New Orleans side of things. We'll see. Um, for the Lakers, Brolo is probable he should be in for this one, and then Ingram is still out. Um, and then for New Orleans, unless I'm missing something, I think they're all uh, healthy for this game. Um, we'll start with the Lakers side of things. Who are you looking at for Los Angeles? Yeah, as I kind of foreshadowed, Julius Randle is just way too cheap for the player that he is. Um, now, uh, for me, I'm keeping him to tournaments, which, like you said, this is kind of a tournament slate um, because he hasn't had much success against the Pelicans, whether that's been foul trouble or just the, the general matchup with, like, AD and or Boogie whenever he was healthy, RIP. Yeah. Um like, it's just, I don't know, he just hasn't played well against them, uh, despite, like, the Pelicans giving up some uh, nice fantasy points to power forwards. So, I don't know, like, how are you approaching him, uh, especially with a, a different price over there? He's only 8K over here. He's been, like, in the mid-8 for a while. Um, I, I still think he's fine in either. Um, not somebody I would, like, go out of my way to get in cash games, but if he uh, if he fits, I'm not opposed to it. I definitely like him more in tournaments. Um but yeah, I think he's a really strong play here. New Orleans has been killed on the glass since they lost Boogie, and with with them probably playing on tired legs here, I think Randall could absolutely eat against them. Um, Lonzo Ball is 7,600, and I think he makes for a really strong play here, um, especially since he put up a dud in his last one. I think people may be a little bit less inclined to pay up for him. What's his price on FanDuel? Yeah, he is at 7,100, which is pretty juicy. He'll be really popular over there then, cause, especially because yeah. Boyard's kind of weak today. Um, but I think he, he's a really interesting play in tournaments for sure. What do you think about him? Yeah, I think his ownership will be interesting, though, because his shot has been completely off of late. Like uh, I was just looking, and I think he shot like 20-some percent in three straight games. He's shooting 23% in his last five. Yeah, wow. 18% in three. <laughs> Yeah, so he uh, really crested out there at one point, and now he's hitting rock bottom again. Um, people might also look to his previous matchup with the Pelicans, where he had five turnovers, which is like 
a nice hit to fantasy value on FanDuel where you get negative one for each turnover. Yeah. Um, nearly had eight points, like eight real life points. Um, though he still had a nice line. So like he has that floor. Um, so for me, he's, he's going to be a play in both cash and tournaments, uh, despite his struggles. Yeah. I think he's more of a tournament only guy behind DraftKings, but definitely appealing there. Who else are you looking at for the Lakers? Um, can you talk me off of Brolo? Dude, no way. Ryan <laughs> Brolo trade till it crashes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's getting the minutes. Uh, like, this could be a spot where he, like, he gets the minutes still if, I don't know, like, it's going to be so weird with how the Pelicans approach this uh, back-to-back-to-back thing with, uh, yeah. like, Miritich versus Okafor going big, small. Um, but I think this is a spot where, where Lopez could take advantage. Um, if he's not phased out, it's a pretty good spot. Um, as we've seen that, uh, the Pelicans can give up some, some big games to, to opposing centers. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Kuzma is interesting in tournaments as well. Um, I mean, I mean, I might almost go there in cash. What's his price on FanDuel? Yeah, he's 6,200. Yeah. Um, at power forward, uh, you could honestly play both him and Randall at power forward, and I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, for sure. I like him a lot. I think he's just going to create matchup problems for, for New Orleans, a team that plays a little bit smaller with Ingram out. Like, Kuzma's had to play a lot more three. Mm-hmm. And so, like, are we going to see Etwan Moore guarding him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, these guys are just not big enough or athletic enough to match up with Kuzma in transition. So I, I like him here in both formats. And then KCP 6,200, his price is up a little bit, but he's going to play almost 40 minutes, and uh, he's fine for me too. I, I definitely prefer to just pay $100 more for Kuzma, but I don't mind KCP as a play either. Um, what do you think about IT in this spot? Um, Tournaments. <laughs> yeah, people are going to be mean, off him. Yeah, and uh, actually him and KCP, both of their prices are down over here. Um, so, so IT's at 5,600, which is very, like a very nice area to be in for him on a six game slate, like for a tournament. Um, because if he goes for like 30 points or 20 points and some assists, like that's enough. Um, and then same for, for KCP actually, like he's at, he's down to 5,500 and we know he's getting the minutes and he was hovering around 30 FanDuel points for, for a few weeks there. Um, so you know, he has the nice combination of a floor and upside. Yeah, I like Thomas a lot. And like we just talked about, New Orleans plays a lot of like two and three guard sets. So I think uh, Los Angeles can afford to have him out there more often. Um, he'll probably get defended by Rondo some, which is nice. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into him in tournaments. All right, anybody else for the Lakers? Are we flipping it over to the Pelicans here? No, let's get over to uh, the <laughs> the Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis exits game with injury. No, don't say that. Why would you say that? Don't jinx us. We're all thinking it. We don't say it, man. Uh, AD 11-7. What's his price on FanDuel? Uh, 12-5. Yeah. It's just like, you're absolutely right. Like, I'm so damn scared that Davis is going to leave this game. How does he make it through three games? He can barely make it through one game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, And then you, like, have the appeal of, uh, the 80 whopper he put up against them last time. That's what I was going to say is he's averaged 71 <laughs> points against them. Yeah. yeah, this would be like, this would be peak Anthony Davis exits game. <laughs> Everybody hustles to put in the gif of the guy shoveling money into the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but with that said, like, 
do you think we ha- we have to get some exposure in tournaments, right? Because he could absolutely just go nuclear in this game. And oh, like yeah. his ownership will be lower than it ordinarily would be against the Lakers. Oh yeah, because I mean he has that upside and that's it's unmatched. And uh like even if he gets I don't know, even if his minutes are limited to try to protect him like around thirty, thirty two, you know, if we get something like that, he could still reach value. Like yeah. just that's just how good he is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think you if you're making multiple lines you have to get some exposure. Um honestly my preferred play for the Pelicans today is Drew. He's down to seventy eight hundred, which is way too cheap for for Drew Holiday, and he uh, he struggled against Boston, and then he set out that game um, on Wednesday. Uh, no, that was Tuesday, I think. And then he he put up a dud tonight. So I think like maybe people won't be on him as much as they should. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, his splits are insane with Boogie off. We've seen that in pretty much every game that hasn't been a blowout for them lately. And then he averaged forty five DK points against Los Angeles this year. Uh, who struggles to defend guards? I I'm really liking me some Drew Holiday today, and I mean he had that game off, so this isn't the third game in three nights for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. 32 minutes in two days, like that's that's nothing for him because we've seen him play like 38 and 39 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's averaging nearly 1.2 Fanduel points per minute uh, with a 26% usage rate at home. So at home, it's an especially nice matchup and. But play him on DK because he's 9K on FanDuel. Yeah. And that, that, that just, like, I don't think that's a horrible price for him against the Lakers. Like, I think 7,800 is just way, way too cheap. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm very intrigued by him there. Uh, what are we doing with Rondo? He's up to 6,300 now. <laughs> I'm not touching him. And I it, honestly, I didn't even see what his price was on FanDuel, but I just was not going to play him. <laughs> Which means he's going for 60. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> anytime I, like, in on Drew and in on Anthony Davis or whatever, like, Rondo's the one that goes off. But, yeah, um, I think, I mean, he's definitely playing tournaments, even at an elevated price point. I don't think I'll have a ton of him either, but um, I'm not I'm not opposed to it if, if you're really into him. Anybody else from New Orleans? I know I've been kind of riding the Etwan Moore train lately. He played well again tonight. What do you think about him as a value play? Yeah, uh, what's his price at over there? He's still just 4300 Yeah, so 4500 over here. I will be fitting him into my lineups once again. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, Solomon Hill's not really going to be eating into his minutes because they're limiting his minutes. Like, he played 8-10 to 10 last time he was out, or last time he was out on the floor. Um, so that shouldn't be a problem at all. That That's somebody else's problem in the rotation. Yeah. All right, anybody else for New Orleans? Are we moving on here? Nope, I, I think we're good to move on. All right, on to what is actually the grossest game on the slate. We've got Utah and <laughs> Dallas, 198.5 over under, with Utah favored by 8 on the road. Um, for Dallas, DSJ is still out, so obviously uh, with him and Wes Matthews both out, they are a little bit banged up in their backcourt. Uh, Utah is pretty healthy in this one. I definitely think they're going to blow them out, especially after they got embarrassed by Atlanta in their last one. <laughs> Um, but yeah. I, we'll, we'll see. Who who are you looking at for Utah, if anybody? Um, I don't know. It's uh, on DK. Rudy Gobert would be more appealing um, because he's ninety five hundred over here. Uh, I know he was what around eight K over there. Eighty three hundred, yeah, and great spot for him against Dallas. Yeah, so they're terrible against centers. Um, he has forty three Fanduel points per game in two games against them. I think it's worth noting that since they've put Noel in the rotation, they've been all right. Yeah, not it's great, just, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's at least there's at least like life on the inside, whereas 
before it was like Dirk trying to box out Gobert and shit. Like, um, but yeah, it's definitely still a smash spot for Gobert. Yeah, so it's like it's almost pretty dependent on like if Noel plays twenty or fewer minutes or like twenty five or more. Uh, and I mean, obviously, on how many minutes Gobert plays in a potential blowout. Yeah, um, I just I think I'm probably just gonna avoid Utah as a whole. I, I don't think I want to pay up for people in a down pace potential blowout game, but. Yeah, uh, Mitchell, Rubio, like all their prices are up, and it's worth noting that people might be a little bit uh, heavier on them, but they've the last three games where they put up big numbers has been against the Suns, the Kings, and the Hawks. Yeah. So, yeah, not exactly uh, tough matchups. Yeah, for sure. All right, um, then we'll, we'll flip it over to Dallas, who has easily the lowest implied total on the slate. Um, but with some of these guys out there, there could be value if you want to chase and probably lower owned value as opposed to some of the other value plays. But still, I, I'm having a tough time with any of these guys. Anybody for Dallas you're liking? Uh, not really liking, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, but uh, J.J. Barea and Nerlens Noel, uh, yeah. around the 5K range, those are the only two guys I'll be looking at for like some contrarian value. Yeah. Uh, Barea is a guy who operates out of the pick and roll, and that could be like, you know, this game could favor half-court sets with the slow pace. Um, and then Noel, uh, he's flashed upside in, you know, games where he's played 20 minutes. Uh, so if you really want to be contrarian, go there. Bray is probably the better play of the two, though. Yeah. Noel's only 4,100 over here, and he I've been on him lately, and people really aren't playing him. You know, he's still like 15 to 20% owned. In, uh, in tournaments these last few slates. And so against Utah, I wouldn't expect people around him tonight either, especially with like uh, with Deontay Davis coming in cheaper than Noel. Mm-hmm. I think his ownership is going to be really low. It sucks that he is only center eligible. He used to be power forward center early in the year, so that's kind of tough on a slate with so many centers where it's going to be hard to fit people in. But um, if you don't want to take a shot on a low-owned value, that's who it would be for me. Um, but that's that's really it for this game. It's really, really gross. Yeah. All right, we'll oh. move on uh, to what is going to be a very gross real-life game, but um, definitely has some appeal on a weird little six-game slate in DFS, and that's Atlanta and Sacramento. Definitely the most stackable of any of the games, um, which sucks because you're going to want to watch the game for DFS purposes, but it's going to be <laughs> really, really hard to watch. <laughs> but uh, we got a two... 12.5 over-under with uh, Sacramento favored by two at home here. And the most expensive player in this game is Torian Prince at 7,200, which is why it, it's super stackable because you can you can fit like four or five guys in super easily. Um, we'll start with Atlanta. Schroeder is up to 6,500 after DraftKings priced him all the way down to 5,900 for whatever reason the other day. Um, coming off of a huge game, he'll probably be pretty chalky. Uh, but I just don't really care. Like, he has, <laughs> like, a 37% usage rate with Kent Bazemore off the floor. Um, and obviously, like, it was boosted by the fact that he was going off in his last game, but he got 28 shots up in that game. Like, <laughs> he probably won't get that again, but, like, he is – the offense is running through him and Prince to a lesser extent. So what are you doing with those those top two guys for Atlanta? Yeah, um, Schroeder is my favorite play of uh, – if you want to choose between him and Tori and Prince uh, around similar price range – um, Prince is at 7,500 and Schroeder's at 7,300. Um, Schroeder has a 43.2% assist rate in the last two games and a 32.6% usage rate. So yeah. that tells you how he's playing, uh, probably playing his best in a small window, playing his best ball of the year. Um, 
Yeah, so but on uh on DK, like he is by far a better play at sixty five. <laughs> yeah, I I think you just put him in in any lineup, honestly. Like it sucks to play Schroeder in cash games because he's uh, super volatile. But um, on a slate where we don't have a ton of like standout point guard plays, I think he's a really easy play against Sacramento. Um, and then Prince, yeah, 7,200. He's fine in tournaments uh, coming off a of dud, so maybe his ownership will be down a little bit. I definitely prefer to target Schroeder, but uh, Prince is worth a look as well. Anybody else for Atlanta for you? Yeah, Dwayne Dedman. Okay. <laughs> 5,800 on FanDuel. So if you want to... Going to pay down at center with all the options. Um, I think he'd be the way to go. Uh, we've seen Sacramento have their struggles uh, with centers. He's coming off a, a big double double against the Jazz. Um, his play 31 and 29 minutes in the last two games. And yeah, uh, last time out against Sacramento. Damn he, it! I was gonna yeah. ask to see if you knew what he did in that game. <laughs> yeah, he go played what, like 23 minutes and went for 55 plus points yeah, fancy points so yeah <laughs> yeah Deadman's definitely a play i forgot to mention john collins is out for this game um so that helps him even more um yeah 5600 i'm i'm definitely in there not quite as much as Schroeder, but definitely a strong play um anybody else for atlanta any mike muscala or anybody like that he's been playing well lately he's only 4400 uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think if he was closer to the minimum on both sites, I'd be on him. Uh, yeah. But he's, his per minute efficiency is just not good enough, even for twenty twenty nine minutes. Yeah. We've got we got a lot of value bigs, um, but yeah. I'm I'm not opposed to going there over here on DK with him playing like thirty minutes a game, and you get the three point bonus and all the good shit. But uh, yeah, I would agree. He's more of a tournament guy than anything else. Anyone else for Atlanta? We're going to move on to Sacramento. No, let's get on Sacramento. And uh, I will say for this game, we uh, we should probably <laughs> have an adult beverage in our hand. Uh, if, if you are going to watch this one for like the talent aspect, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, for Sacramento, my, my favorite guy is actually Willie Cauley-Stein. Uh, he's 5,800. He has not played all that well in these last three games. And especially if Zebo sits, like I'm loading up on Willie Cauley Stein against Atlanta because that's too cheap. He's averaged over 30 DK points at home. And on a slate full of centers, I don't think his ownership's going to be up, even if Zebo's out. Um, and I forgot to mention that too. Damn it, I am struggling here. Randolph <laughs> is questionable. Uh, Bogdanovich is probable. And um, Gary Temple is out for this game. Um, what do you think about Cauley Stein? Is he, is he too expensive over there on FanDuel? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, at a nice $6,900 price nice. tag, uh, just a little too much um, given the other options. Like I would prefer Deadman in the same matchup. Uh, yeah. But over on DK, yeah, roll out Cauley Stein at uh, $1,100 discount. Yeah, I think even if you're playing FanDuel, if you get if we get word that Randolph's out, I think Cauley Stein's still in play in tournaments. But uh, yeah. definitely more of a DraftKings play. <clears throat> Who else are you looking at for the Kings here? Yeah, so with Randolph possible to miss, uh, Scalavissier is in a good spot uh, mm-hmm. to get 25 or more minutes. I mean, he's been playing 25 minutes. He could see upwards of 30 uh, with Randolph out. Um, and he gets a matchup with Mike Muscala more than likely uh, for yeah. most of his minutes. So I think that's in his favor um, as well. And I think we could see him... Um, at least exceed value. I don't know how much of an upside he has whenever Collie Stein's out there, but um, I still think he's a pretty good play at 5,300. Yeah. Um, Mike Muscala, if you need to know anything about his defense, just look up like some of the dunks on that dude this year. 
<laughs> like there was the Dwight one early in the year, which was just ridiculous, just embarrassing. And then Jabari got him real bad the other day. Did you see that? No, I did not yes, see that. It was like vintage Jabari, like all over Muscal. I think it was like, I think it was like Monday, maybe, maybe Sunday. But yeah, look that one up if you haven't. That was a really good one too. So we're, we're hoping for a big one here from Scal. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. What are we doing with Buddy today? He's up to sixty six hundred on DraftKings. Yeah. Then at seven K, I think he's uh, safely out of play. Yeah. <laughs> He's been just going off lately. Um, I kind of shit on him in the last podcast and then actually ended up with a decent amount of <laughs> buddy exposure when I saw that Bogdanovich was out. Um, <laughs> I did too, actually. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, but if, if Bogdan's back, I don't think I'm going to pay 6600 for Heald. It is definitely a good spot for him um, playing at home here against Atlanta. But I just I would much rather get my exposure to some of the cheaper guys here um, and pay up elsewhere on this slate. But um, if you want to go there in tournaments, I, I don't think it's a terrible play necessarily. Um, and then Fox, I think, is also in play at 5,900. Um, for all uh, all shooters, like, offensive capability, like, he's horrendous on defense. Um, we saw that in his last game, like, gave up 23 actual points to Ricky Rubio, who's uh, not known for his prolific scoring. <laughs> um so I think Fox could exploit that matchup for sure. Um, if we got to see those two go at it, that'd be kind of fun because I kind of like both those point guards a lot. Um, what's his price on FanDuel? Yeah, uh is pretty nice. Um, yeah. So like you said, Schroeder's not very good on D. Uh, we can see a lot of pick and roll back and forth, um, a lot of assist opportunities in addition to the uh, pull-up jumpers. So yeah, I think it's a pretty good spot, uh, a sneaky spot for Fox who might go overlooked here. Speaking of sneaky dude, uh, oh. I like I like me some Frank Mason today. Oh, with Tim, Frankie with Temple Mason. Out, yeah, with Temple out, I think he's going to push for 25 minutes. Uh, only 3,800 over here and been playing really well. Um, his DraftKings points per minute are right around .9 on the year. So a uh, solid spot at home here against Atlanta, I think. With a lot of uh, more obvious value plays on the slate, I think he's somebody you could look to. Um, under 4k that might not have quite as much ownership what do you think about that mm -hmm. yeah for sure um that's definitely a way to go to get exposure to uh your ad's uh james harden uh if if you are uh, are a maniac and are somehow trying to fit both of them into a lineup you probably need <laughs> like a a frank mason <laughs> yeah i mean so. this is a slate you might be able to do with some of these like yeah. almost minimum price guys but yeah. All right, anybody else in this one? Or are we, we done with this slate? No, I think we are are done. <laughs> That's a wrap. All right, um, I'm going to start us off then in our nice segment and go with my 5X player, and that is Mr. Dennis Schroeder. Oh, nice. 6.5. Yeah, you have to get him in there. 6.5. All right, who you get at 5? Um, at 5, uh, I'm going to go with Eton Moore. Okay. What's Eton's 40, price? Forty-five hundred. Okay. And a six X. Uh, and then a six X. Uh, this is where. Oh, I'm gonna hope that uh, Paul's out and go with Eric Gordon. Is that yeah. Eric Gordon? Yeah, forty-seven hundred. Oh man, yeah, that's just so cheap compared to over here on DraftKings. All right, um, at 6X, I'm going to go with Willie Cauley-Stein at 5'8", and hope that Zebo sits. There's a lot of options today, man. Oh, um, yeah. And then 
as my 6.9 guy, I am going to go with Deontay Davis at 3-3. Nice. 3-3, three, 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 yeah, that's... Yeah, dude, he's so cheap over here. Yeah, it's like 23 DK points. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, a center as well for my 6.9 and go with Dwayne Dedman. I figured that's who it was. What's his price over there? 5-8. Yeah, I definitely thought about him in my 6-X pick, but uh, really liking me some Willie Collie Stein today, dude. Yeah, I'm going right. bargain diving over here. Yeah, that that'll be a fun one too. You and I can uh, you and I can watch and compete as our two centers go at it in a nice segment in that game. <laughs> as it, it we, won't, uh, it won't really be a fun one. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> as we <laughs> count the amount of uh, awful plays, awful turnovers. <laughs> All right, dude. Um, I think we're gonna call it there. But thanks for jumping on again and for killing it with me all year, twice a week. Um, yes, sir. Why don't you tell the people where they can follow you, Brett? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BRO14TheKid, so Bro14TheKid. Um, also, tune in to Numberfire for uh, both Jacob and I's DFS content and uh, the uh, FanDuel Scout app for uh, oh, yeah. all your injury news. Yes, sir. All right, it's go for Davis. it, Brett. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully before lock, that's going to yes, happen. before lock. <laughs> go follow Brett if you are not already. Um, you can follow me on Twitter as well, at jgibbs underscore two three. But um, outside of that, we are good. Thank you guys so much for listening. Good luck to everybody on this six-game slate. We're out of here.